0: Hey everybody, this is Josh. Welcome to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. We are going to be chatting about November 10th through 16th, 2017. It's the evening of November 9th. It's a gloomy day outside. I was extra lazy today. Gloom isn't good for me. I just kind of turn off, especially in Ottawa when it's dark at three in the afternoon and you feel like, well, that's the end of the day. We're recording a Mayfair podcast after dark so we could get the absent friends Shadowcast to join us and chat about surviving another year of rocky horror, so I'll get my three guests just to introduce themselves so all the voices line up. So go ahead. Hey everyone, I'm Sam, I play Dr. Frankenfurter, and direct this
1: gang of crazy, crazy (laughs) people. I'm Andrew, I play Brad, and I'm the
0: newest addition to the cast.
2: Uh, I'm Cassia, I play Janet, and that's pretty (laughs) much it.
0: How long have you been?
2: Five years. Five
0: years. So close and it's what seven years seven years yeah yeah Yeah. so you're brand new yes (laughs) so how much practice do you get before being thrown into this halloween chaos
1: well i had done a couple of shows before the halloween ones, so it wasn't too bad
0: and i got some practice ahead of my first shows that i did ever so i felt decently prepared because for those not in the know i think most people know we play rocky horror a lot but around halloween we do it a lot 7 times, times. Uh, like a lot
2: <laughs> 7 a lot, times lot.
0: within 4 days or so three like it's like 2 days and then like a tiny little break depending on where the schedule falls yeah so this time it was a friday saturday and tuesday, tuesday yeah. and it's almost broadway schedule because okay. it's 7 shows whereas broadway's 8 shows in a week so it's, <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's 7 oh, in like, like, wow. three days wow Because <laughs> broadway they do they take one day off yeah but then one day has a matinee yes. that may, or two days have matinees So it's an eight-day week. So you guys did seven shows in... Three days. Three days. We're even more... We're off, (laughs) off, off Broadway. Yes, yes. (laughs) Bigger standards, yeah. (laughs) And Sam, you said during the intros, what's the... It's like third biggest in North
1: America? We are the third most attended Rocky Horror screenings in North America. And we are the most... Attended. Attended (laughs) (laughs) Rocky Horror's in Canada, which... It's quite a thing. That's crazy. It's crazy, We're but it's not that surprising, though, because, I mean, if we look at Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto...
2: Well, they're just not as good. <laughs> um,
1: they only played it once or twice over right. Halloween. So, to crowds, I don't know what that type of crowd attracts, but, I mean, just in sheer number, we obviously
0: well, yeah, destroyed it, we, and we played every month on top of it. Yeah, and which, we did four... So, of the three days, it was early show sellout on Friday, Saturday, Mm. and then late shows very well attended, Mm. and then on Halloween, which really surprised me, pleasantly, it was two sellouts, and then the midnight show on a weeknight was like 250 people or something like that. Which is crazy. Considerable. On top of that, in the past, there have been nights that have gone horribly wrong. (laughs) Yes. And... I just, as fate would have it, I worked all three nights this year, and I kept on not wanting to jinx things, but after day one, I was like, oh, well, that went really well, and then after day two, I was like, that went really well, and in the past, we've had to evacuate the theater, mm, Yes, and, and just like the simplicities of if this was a music venue that I'm sure happens much more frequently at a music venue, but drunk people, barfing people, People getting angry, people falling off things, you know, that kind of stuff. People breaking things, Cassia.
2: People on acid. (laughs) Somebody else.
1: (laughs) But it was... um, No, all things considered, it was actually probably one of our cleanest runs for Halloween. Like, we didn't... All the shows went very well without any incidents. The audiences all behaved really well. as yeah. well, well, as well as Iraqi horror audience can <laughs> behave, <laughs> they behaved but, better than the cast.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, it was absolutely. It, it was very smooth this year. And it was a lot of fun, and I was careful not to make it sound like we were boring. But I made like a Facebook post or something, and was like, "Everybody behaved. Everybody's good." Absolutely. With still making a tremendous a mess huge and mess. dancing in the aisles and participating. Absolutely. I think our security guys only kicked out two people or something like that. Oh. Oh. Well, only <laughs> yes. two, and in a very Canadian manner. Like when they were caught, they left. Like <laughs> there was no, they didn't put up a fight. You know, they're like. And one of the security guys caught somebody taking a swig from a flask, Excellent. and he was caught. The most the guy did was try to play dumb that he didn't know we weren't allowed to have beer, beer or drinks. What have you. I was like, dude, there's there's signs everywhere. There's a security guard who frisked you when you came in. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yeah, like, it, it was it was good. And plus, we have new, we have cleaners who come in during the morning. So we helped out a bit and cleaned for a good hour. But then they came in and it was nuts. Like, it was spotless. On
1: it the always show. surprises me a tremendous amount how we finished the shows in the Mayfairs in <laughs> shambles horrible. from top to bottom, just covered yeah. in Destroyed. God knows why. You clean it up so fast. I came to watch a movie, I think it was Mother, the day after yeah. the, the weekend screenings.
0: And the place looked
1: (laughs) so yeah.
0: There was not one piece of toast or one... The funniest is when this year we didn't, but sometimes we'll have a kid's movie playing on the matinee (sighs) on the Saturday or or Saturday afternoon after a Rocky Horror Halloween show or something like that. And I'm always concerned of just the weirdness of, of, like, and it's the weirdness of our theater where we'll have Rocky Horror Midnight or Mother or The Room or or an old Andy Warhol movie whatever and then have Frozen or Zootopia at the one o'clock show (laughs) and I always think of that of some parent looking down and finding a packaged condom or finding a piece of lingerie or whatever and being like what's (laughs) going on? It
1: it would be I'm sure they're well aware though They must yeah I remember once we had Rocky Horror of course at Midnight Screening we all leave very late, and next day you guys had Sophie Trudeau coming in with a yes. bunch of people. Yes. And th- that would have been fun to like randomly find a condom here or there.
0: I worked that. I worked for Sophie's event. Yes. And yeah, I made sure to take a quick little look around. You know, because <laughs> it's just you know, it's the prime minister's wife is coming in for a visit. But I think they'd be cool enough. I, I actually did say to her people, she had a right hand woman. And I said to her something like that, like, we had Rocky Horror finish up, you know, eight hours ago or (laughs) ten hours ago in here, so if you find something, that's what it is. And they laughed, so... Good. They knew, yeah. 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 We should should invite them next year for uh, Halloween. (laughs) I always think that, because I don't know about her, but she seemed... Like, I'm not political at all, and I admit I could be being tricked, but she seemed very laid back, you know? Mm. And he, I know as a movie nerd, dressed as Han Solo last Halloween dressed as Clark Kent and Clark Kent this year and recently got photographed just at an actual thing with Chewbacca socks on amazing (laughs) so I always want him to come by you know like I know you're gonna go see Star Wars at the multiplex but two or three months later come see it at a real movie theater you know and I mean he'd look great in a pair of fishnets (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. and again like I'm not political so I'm sure there's people who can complain about certain things that his party's doing or whatever but every time I see a picture of him at the Pride Parade, I just, I'm like, that wouldn't have happened a very short period of time ago. It would, yeah. absolutely would not have. So to see him there, you would think, yeah, maybe he would come to Rocky Horror. We'll
1: have to, we'll have to make note of that for next year.
0: Yeah, he's on yeah. Twitter and stuff, so I'm sure if we, I wonder if we would get a response at least if like, we invited. If, yeah. yeah. Well, only one way to find out, right? He lives very nearby. He's absolutely. not that far <laughs> away. Just
1: bring him an invite
0: personally. Yeah. The previous years, you guys took, some time off after Halloween. Yes, I believe, right. Yes. But this year, and it snuck up on me because Lee just happened to say that, "Oh, there's another one happening <laughs> November 18th." Yes, I
2: think it was like almost two weeks from the day that we finished. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I was like, "Well, I should make a poster for that day <laughs> we to do all the things that." And I chatted with Sam online and said that it. He said it's the annual. Improv show. Improv show. Pull a name out of a hat show. So what's that? Explain what that is. So basically,
1: for the past couple years, we've had a November show happen right after Halloween. And we've kind of decided collectively that it's the best time to kind of play around with our usual routine, as we've just done it a million times. Yeah. So we basically invite the virgins up on stage and take care of that. And right before the show starts, we uh, all pick out our character from... Columbia's hat, and have about three minutes to get ready, yeah. and we pull it off as best we can. Do you do quick
0: costuming right then?
1: Yes. So right. we as all the all the character all the cast members should I say put their costumes and props in a pile, and before we leave stage, we'll grab them all and just
0: pray <sighs> to God. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's, How's it, so? And so theoretically, we'll have a female Frankenfurter, or we can a... have a female or a male anything. Right.
1: Yeah, and it's always interesting. Sometimes the costumes don't fit the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andrew, who's just joined us, doesn't necessarily know the entire movie off the top of his head. So right. it's a lot of fun yeah. to see people try.
0: <laughs> In a nice way, if you have the right crowd, people love a mistake. Oh, if people, people love, handle it, but it well. That's, but that's yeah.
1: the thing with this show. Like, typically, the people who come and see it are monthly regulars who know our choreography and our blocking as well right. as they know the movie. So they know immediately when we make a mistake. Yeah. And that's what that's the fun of yeah. the show. And also to have ill fitting actors for certain <laughs> roles <laughs> is also yeah. very good. Like to have like a big a big guy with like a beard play Susan Sarandon. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. genius, <laughs> you know?
2: Like
0: Absolutely. So what have, what have you picked out of the hat?
2: So last year was the first year we did the hat show. Okay. And I said I would be fine with doing any single character because I knew them all fairly well. I just didn't want to do Frank and like, yes. if anything, don't give me Frankenfurter. I can't do it. It's it's too much of a big role. And who do I pick? I think I'm the first one to pick. <laughs> so out of first. all ten possibilities, yeah. I pick Frankenfurter. Oh, man. And I did. I, I had bought an Afro wig just in case. So I put on the Afro wig and, like, smeared some black makeup over my eyes and just did it. <laughs> yeah, a very <laughs> and, good job of it. Oh, I had no idea what You're I was doing. A very I was good-looking
0: Frank. <laughs> well, you, got, you guys must have it in your... Like, I joked... I saw Mark a couple days ago, who's not here because he's not a team player. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he said, how are you feeling? And I said, for real, like I was exhausted for days afterwards, just because I stayed up till four in the morning for those uh, three days. Yeah. And yes. uh, I'm not good at sleeping in. And he teased me because he's like, he's like, you're tired, I'm tired. And I was like, yeah, I know, but even you're just there. And we were basically... Wrangling people. Yes, and it must mm-hmm. be exhausting. Yeah. And then cleaning afterwards. Very for a bit. stressful. <laughs> Again, most people were good, but my favorite people are the ones who and I hope they're not listening, but <laughs> who, who come right at the last minute and there are four people and they would like to seat together. Oh, my God. And I was like... And I said to somebody, I said, Man, you just got here. It's Halloween night at whatever, 945. It's a sold-out show. I can see there's a couple seats over there and, like, one seat on the aisle. You're not sitting together. No. But that was really the biggest annoyance. And a couple people doing the old playing dumb of being like, Oh, my coat's here. And pretending to save a seat, you know? There was, yeah. there was one night where but I was almost going to tell you or somebody to nicely say that. Like, hey, everybody, it's packed, so let's all be nice and pick your I'll coats up, you. you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. You guys having to do it, oh, especially the last night, like three times in a row with, <laughs> like, no break in between. No, no it was cool. Yeah. The last show
1: was welcomed. Yes. <laughs> well, uh,
2: by the last show, I feel like we don't really feel anything anymore. No, we're, like, we're you beyond just, yeah. yeah, you we're just get it done. It's more daunting uh, at the start. yes, yeah. yes. When you're starting the last show, I, d- I don't really remember much of, right <laughs> like, the end of the night.
1: But it went... Pr- even the last show was, like, pretty spot on, though. I think
2: it went well. Yeah. I don't remember. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the last show was probably one of the loudest shows we had the audience was.
2: As it should be. Yeah. The well, midnight show on Halloween is... of course. Is, yeah. It's
1: the... The showing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it was pretty good. And
0: Mark was surviving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. Good, good. It's amazing this group that's built up of fans... I was standing... If you're facing the screen, I was standing at the exit that goes off to Euclid. Nick, our security guy, his master plan is you basically open up all the doors and try to get people out. (laughs) Because with us, you just bottleneck. If everybody tries to go at the front, you have 325 people trying to get out our front doors. doors, onto Bank Street, which doesn't have much room, and you got buses and things, so getting out onto Euclid is much safer and easier for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I was standing there, so I got to witness... Ran down there just as the movie was ending and about to fade to black, and you guys are about to go and take your bow, and you see a standing ovation, and it feels very much like theater, like and yes, it is. It is. It's, it's this weird mashup we have performance art, <laughs> <laughs> and you see this standing ovation you guys all get, and that it's become this thing we're associated with now. Yes, and it's amazing. It's fantastic. And talking
1: about standing ovations, not to like toot our own horn, but yeah. we got seven standing ovations yeah. in a yeah, row. Yeah. Which is amazing. And we have people like Mark, for instance, had a young lady come up to him and ask him for a picture and of course he right. goes <laughs> for it. And she told him that she's had a picture with him for the past ah, six years on Halloween amazing. and that it's a tradition for some people to yeah. do these things and to meet up with these the actors that they like meeting and the amount of people that that told me that they've been to see this like 15, 20 times yeah. in the past and it's like, holy shit guys. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's, like, it's good to, to have that dedicated uh, fandom and it's also very good to
0: see that Rocky Horror is still um, alive and well,
2: in yeah. present. Yeah, and it,
0: it's, I always ponder, and it's impossible, I wouldn't actually do this, but I always joke about having a non-participation screening we're just sitting and watching it <laughs> like <laughs> nobody put on a costume everyone just pretend it's 1976 and we're watching this <laughs> and the just watch time. it because a couple of the songs I love mm. and could like just stand alone mm-hmm. and then like Tim Curry's amazing but you always I, I and we can't go back there but I would love to the thought of just watching the movie without anything around it it, it would be an interesting experience wouldn't it and I've never I don't think I've ever read like a review
1: like I, I, I haven't by the time it got to theaters... It was shut down pretty fast. And it got onto the midnight circuit and, on universities like a few months after it and that's when it really started. So I guess all form of like reviews and critiques would have been...
0: But when it hit the theaters at first, it was just <laughs> People a movie. didn't know what to do
1: with it. yeah. People no. weren't throwing things <laughs> no. yet or whatever. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Yeah, some, I, I always ponder that, of that someone's going out on Friday night and being like, oh, there's a new musical. Let's go see that. Or it's a new horror movie. Let's go see mm. that. Because there's stuff in the movie that if you turn off your brain of being a fan of it and try to explain... It makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) It makes absolutely no sense. like, at the end of the movie, there's a guy, and he's climbing a thing like King Kong, and it's kind of a tribute to RKO Pictures, which is kind of referenced in the movie. And then there's a a narrator, and... Who the hell is the narrator? Why is he narrating this? And it's kind of science fiction, and... It's kind of a lot of things. And
1: also, like, if you stop to, like, just look at the time like the timeline of rocky Or like what happens in the story it makes right. no sense whatsoever when we like we of course watch the movie a tremendous amount just to figure out blocking or what right we do with ourselves and when you're watching it at that level of uh, how should i say concentration the editing in the movie is horrible right <laughs> uh, in one scene one of them has like his right hand up and the next shot it's like his left and it's it makes yeah. no
0: sense. I to- it's funny you said that. I totally noticed that just when I was in the theater for a minute and it was something like that where somebody had their arms crossed or somebody had something and then it cut to the other back and forth mm. and it was the totally different. Yeah. Awful, yes. Yeah. And oh, having find- to tra-
2: well, that often brings, like, some fun rehearsal times where we get to explore creative ways to move around that blocking. And it's... Um, like our, yeah, there's, there's a light. When little spin there's, that we do. Yeah, there's uh, three camera switches between Brad and Janet. And I guess the camera just goes to either side of them, but it looks like they keep changing places. So we have to do, like, a little twirl on stage, but...
1: And you do it very well.
2: It's something it's that very, we just... very, well well, done. well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's just something that, you know, after seven years of sitting down every month or however often we have our rehearsals and, like, really focusing on this, that you can start figuring out those minute details.
1: And we do work with most of those... Yes. Continuity errors. Like, we, we
2: manage to... Simulate. We do, <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah. after seven years, yes. I think like many other shadow casts, if they're, you know, just starting out, like a uh, Nadia, a friend of ours, has been wanting to start a shadow cast in another city, but I can't, I can't imagine the amount of work that would have to go yeah. in at the start to make a production similar to ours.
1: Mm-hmm. A tremendous amount, but I mean, we've... I guess we've had the time and like exactly. the luxury of being able to explore and play around with it a lot for years. Yes, yeah, and always cha- and it always changes as well. Yes, of course.
0: That's what I like is I, I think I've mentioned this to Sam before, but I first saw Rocky Horror when I was fourteen at Halloween probably, and just loved it like every other fourteen-year-old. And then I saw it again, and I still really liked it. And then I saw it for a third time. And especially without a shadow cast and everybody doing the exact same thing, I just had this feeling of like, oh, I've seen it. I've been here. And it felt so rigid at the time. Mm. And what's great about having a shadow cast, having you guys, is it's really different. And there's different gags, very topical stuff or Absolutely. improv or new things going on. So it really keeps it more fresh. Yes. And, that, and that's something we, we
1: try to do to keep it as relevant as, <laughs> as possible, if you will. And it, it works out, the audience, of course, loves it, because it is a rather, if you look at the Rocky fandom, it is a rather rigid, you must say this at this line, you must stand up and do this, and so yes. on and so forth. So to be able to play around with it and have a little bit of creative licensing on it is a lot of fun, and the, the audience doesn't really expect, expect it, because it's yeah. not part of the routine, if you will.
0: I'm sure there is a script book you could look at oh, there oh, are that says yeah. at minute 17 do this, and at minute 18 do this, and then throw the toast now. <laughs> it's like mass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like <mass. laughs>
2: well, what I loved actually about this month of Halloween is noticing how much our fans and our regulars have picked up on these kind of gags that we do. Like our dildo, we have a dildo as a prop that we use comedically throughout <laughs> for like as a replacement prop in various parts of the movie. And we didn't have it for a couple of our shows, I think. Yes. It had disappeared. disappeared. (laughs) It's just, after um, after one show, it was just gone. So we were panicking and we were trying to replace it in various scenes, but we thought, it's okay. Nobody's really going to know. It's fine. (laughs) And the first thing that somebody shouts at us when we get up on stage is, where's the dildo?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. People do catch on and people also get our lines, lines that, for instance, Mark has written. Mark is like very down with writing new callbacks and people now yell the callbacks that Mark has written versus the traditional Rocky script which is amazing because our callbacks you can't find them on the internet. The only way you'd really be able to know them is to come to the show regularly enough to know that at this point you must yell this and a good portion of the audience is now yelling our own callbacks which is a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. You need to trick one of your gang into being the Twitter boss. We do. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the last time I used to tag you guys, like every month or whatever, and then um, I noticed the last update was 2013 <laughs> right. or something. I'm yes. sorry, we
2: have a Twitter <laughs> <laughs> account. Yeah, I did yeah. not know. <laughs> Mark <laughs> made us a Twitter account. Well, uh, Mark should be in charge yeah, of the Twitter yes. account. And, and it's
0: like at absent friends. Your Facebook is pretty good. You get a lot of good interaction there. Yes. But if you had the Twitter account going as well, you'd have more people putting up photos and doing that kind of thing. And it's a job in itself. I can imagine. Doing like Mayfair Twitter, but it is, we've been lucky. Like, you know, I've said this before, but the internet at its worst is is a horrible place. But when (laughs) done well, you really get some nice interaction and people put up photos and people say how much they liked the movie and, Mm. you know, something like that. But... Yeah, because I can imagine, I think just on your Facebook, a ton of people put up their Halloween pictures, and I think... We like, get a few pictures yeah. now and then. Not, not a ton, not, no?
2: Well, no. On, on Instagram,
1: a lot of people post their pictures. Yes, I've, I've been... People have shown me a lot of pictures yeah. that are floating around yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately.
0: It's just more work. That's a problem. It's another thing to do, but it's interesting. Well, worth it. This, like... Rocky Horror celebrity that you guys have now. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Terrifying. That, that's how we'll get
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, in touch um, with Trudeau through yeah. Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah
0: did you guys wait? Did you guys go to Toronto to perform, or did you? We no, we went to Toronto. Just to, yeah, uh, I wasn't sure if you guys things, yeah. if there was like a, a Shadowcast convention there. of sorts yeah. or something.
1: No, which there should because it would be it wouldn't be a lot of fun to meet yeah, yeah. other people doing yeah. this. Yeah. I can't say we've ever other than Chris. Well, who... the
2: Toronto Shadowcast is like meetable. Like we could meet them. Yeah, but, but there should be all... some type of like there should be like a, a meet and greet together. for yeah,
1: like an annual like And
2: I just can't imagine the like any other type of people who would do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean knowing you guys <laughs> I am just wondering what other um freaks and weirdos are out there. Absolutely. Probably, yeah. yeah. A few
0: interesting ones. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah anything like this is interesting, whether it be like Gwen is a referee at roller derby and it's the same thing where or like I wrote a comic book and it's not something I make a living off of but I always hate the word hobby there has to be a different word because there's such passion put into it yes and it's even if you're not making a living off of it it's nothing to be ashamed of because you could look at all kinds of people in history who were big time novelists who died poor sadly you know yeah, but, of but there's something now going on which I really like with with Shadowcast and Roller Derby and independent bands and whatever I mean half the bands who play at House of Targ across the street aren't full time no. they have like I'm going to see my friends are in a band called Reverb Syndicate and they're playing Tomorrow Night at Targ and they've all got day jobs but they've got like four albums and a following but it's just that cusp you know yeah but it, it's interesting now where you guys are a professional level theater troupe who yes. have focused on this one thing <laughs> and i always joke i'm like you guys got to do a different just pick another movie do, <laughs> we do, <laughs> do mega force you know do oh, certainly oh my so God. We,
1: one day i really want us to do pink flamingos are there shadow
0: casts for different <laughs> movies? There, or did that word
1: have, start with rocky horror it started with okay, rocky yeah. horror it's been applied to a few movies
2: I've heard of one other in Ottawa, which was the it was the the repo one. Repo, repo had a short-lived. Which I think was, uh, it was a movie that was definitely made to have a shadow cast, right? So, like, and I know there's like the the guy who does it. He does it for like, like a stage musical, and then he films it, and he expects that people are gonna are gonna do what they did with Rocky Horror. So it, in a way, can feel a bit more forced. But I think there's definitely some movies that that kind of interaction would come huh. a bit more naturally.
0: It's tough. Like this is 10 years ago or more, there was a movie and I always read the title, but it has skeleton in the title. It's like skeletons of something. And it was done as a faux 1950s movie. So done in black and white with all the wardrobe. And a lot of people really liked it, but it just didn't fly for me. Cause I was like, I don't think you could fake camp. Like, you can't mm-hmm. recreate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what was fun about Batman 66, or you can't recreate those old Universal Monster movies. Mm-hmm. It's... You know, and when when they were making Rocky Horror, they didn't intend, four years later, for there to be this. They thought they were just making a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, now, and I could be wrong, but I'm like, I, I think it's, it's Rocky Horror in the Room, and we show both of them. And there's other <laughs> movies that have cult followings, but not to that None, extent, uh, really. No, and you can't
1: really part of what makes them into cults in the first place is that these movies were made seriously. Yes. They're not trying to really parody anything. It's serious acting, serious singing in their minds. Well, for the room anyways, and look at how that turned out. (laughs) Um, But it's... You can't fake it. It, No. And it's the audience itself that needs to decide what to do with it, right? So, like, the cult that develops is entirely the audience's choice. Like, a, a producer can't impose that onto a
0: movie a few years back we screened a movie called troll two and there's a oh she almost hit a spit (laughs) take
2: i love troll two and masterpiece
0: there's a documentary for it called worst movie ever made or worst movie ever something like that and we screened both back to back and one of the actors from troll two came and he was a lovely guy who got that he was in a bad movie but they were talking about they were going to do troll three and I chatted with him about it, and he was very hesitant because I was like, you can't recreate what just happened with Troll 2. If you're making Troll 3, you know you're make- trying to make a bad movie, and that won't work. No. It's very hard. So Troll 2 is a bad movie and has these people who love it because of that. You know, most bad movies just kind of come and go. Like any Hollywood bad movie is just, oh, that was a bad movie. Like, you know, doesn't- Tom Cruise's mummy movie. Kind of oh. came and went. Nobody cared. Flopped but they're not at done the end, with like it, but once again it's not done with like
1: desperate passion, if you will. Like look at right. Ed Wood and yeah. his stuff. Like he was
0: That's a great example, yeah. Yes. Because Ed Wood thought he was making masterpieces. Absolutely, And he got everyone involved to think they were doing the same thing. And his work survives, I think, very in a nice way, it's like a little backhanded, but we're laughing at Ed Wood, but we also love Ed Wood because it's like he's very inspirational. Like of he course. followed his dreams, and of hmm. course, and a lot of things were then inspired
1: by Ed oh, Wood. Oh yeah, like even Rocky Horror. There's a few scenes that are straight out of Plan Nine from Outer, the criminologist, the uh, the narrator of it is dressed exactly as the narrator of Plan Nine from right. Outer Space. The spacesuits at the end are the basically the same as the ones in Plan Nine as well. So it, they've they've inspired a lot of people. Yeah. A tremendous amount, so it's not
0: necessarily production value that ramps them up, but they're... I'm amazed adorable. nobody has done a biopic yet, uh, the way that Ed Wood or the upcoming disaster artist... Mm. You would think somewhere in the last 40 years, somebody would do a behind-the-scenes movie of the making of Rocky Horror. There, That would be a movie. There <laughs> was a
1: small documentary made about it okay, uh, yeah. to promote the release of Shock Treatment, which was... I've the never seen sequel. It's. <laughs> I have to see that just to see it. You'd have to see just to see it. Yeah. But I mean, it's. it's quite, Once again, they um... were trying to recreate what Rocky Horror was, and in the end, yeah, like it. You can't. The soundtrack is amazing. Nonetheless, there was this little documentary, but nothing, nothing too extensive yet on.
0: Some someone who's going to make an Ed Wood esque. You know yes. Tim Burton will make a Rocky Horror <laughs> film or something you like that. He yeah. absolutely yeah. should.
1: I'm sure it would definitely work.
0: So, as predicted, right before you rolled, we've talked for half an hour and haven't said anything about Maker Movies (laughs) (laughs) screening this week. So, before I wrap up, I'm just going to quickly mention this. Feel free to jump in if you guys have any opinion on any of these movies. We have Loving Vincent coming back for a third week.
2: I definitely am going to stop by and see that. Which
0: I'm happy about because I can see it. I haven't seen it yet. And that's the first painted shot and then painted over. Yeah. Really cool.
2: It, yeah, it looks absolutely I incredible. I really want to
0: see it. So that's coming up over our third, and that's an example of what, although we have the reputation of a grindhouse cinema, <laughs> we're a grown-up cinema because that's the kind of <laughs> movie we hold over for three weeks. Absolutely. <laughs> As you should. And then Mark Felt, which is with Liam Neeson, and it's about the Watergate scandal. Two Ottawa premieres, Bad Lucky Goat, which looks really good. I yes, really so see I think that
2: we're, going, we're to going to see tomorrow. Uh, the goat
0: movie yeah. tomorrow. It's a uh, Colombian film Film about two teenagers who go on an adventure because, by mistake, they killed a goat, and it looks just like a
2: excellent, a yeah. weird,
0: fun. I can't wait movie.
2: And it's Colombian, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> fantastic.
0: <laughs> and then Infinity Baby, which is a, a weird sci-fi film, a, an independent sci-fi film, like no laser guns or spaceships, about a world where you can clone a baby that stays a baby forever. Interesting. And it, it's got a crazy cast. Uh, who's in it Nick Offerman Megan Mullally Martin Starr Kieran Culkin really good comedy cast and it's just a, a simple little kind of festival darling black and white movie but I, yeah I want to see that and it's 80 minutes and I, I've said this before I'm, more and more I like short movies <laughs> oh, and Bad Lucky Goat is 76 minutes I like short movies excellent every time yeah, I see yeah. a two hour movie I'm like ah oh, you can cut 20 minutes into <laughs> that oh. <laughs> and what did I miss? And then we have, just for one afternoon, the Czech Republic of Ottawa is presenting The Devil's Mistress. They're presenting a couple films mm-hmm. this month. So it's a Czech film from last year. And then The Room, our 99th month screening, The Room. Oh, God! Now,
2: I, um, I've never actually seen all of The Room here. Wow. Yeah, I, I've seen, like, maybe the middle part. Yeah. <laughs> with you, actually. I think we walked in, like, 20 minutes after it started. How and dare we? So this that, is the
0: warm-up screening. So this is this is the... We squeezed another one in the last minute because there's been so much buzz about it. And then later in the month, Greg Sestero will be visiting and we're yeah, doing a course. bunch of stuff with Greg. This is our 99th month in a row. We were going to celebrate the 100th month, but as fate would have it, the 100th month is happening around Christmas time mm-hmm. and when the disaster artist is being released. Of course. Which is weird. So, but we're, isn't there that other
1: movie... Uh, Best
0: Fiends? So yeah, so Greg's going to premiere Best Fiends, Best Friends on the 26th and the 28th while he's here. And then he's doing a kind of a live script reading, showing some documentary stuff while he's here as well. And then we'll do, a week later, riding the coattails of disaster artists being released, we're going to show The Room on the first weekend of December. And so we have The Room playing three different chunks between mid-November and December. (laughs) Oh my god. But yeah, it's this movie that, shockingly, Disaster Artist is getting a lot of buzz that it's actually going to be... I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't make a ton of money, but it's getting a lot of buzz for... Best Adapted Screenplay Oscar James Franco, who's been nominated for Best Actor before, might get another one. So he we, does a good job, like from the trailers. Yes, he does yeah. a very mm-hmm. good job of Tommy. He took it seriously, you know. Like oh, it, it's not a, and I think that's how he won Tommy over. Like he's not making fun of him. No, and Tommy's delusional enough that he <laughs> won't get it <laughs> when they show him being inept in the movie.
1: It's it's interesting. Well, I'm, the movie I think isn't to make fun of. The I don't think so. To tell the story of yeah. how he came to be, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: I find it incredible that friends of mine who I wasn't even aware that they would be aware of the room or even interested in it, they're aware of Disaster Artist and they're posting about it. Well, it's going to
0: bring, unfortunately, we were supposed to screen a preview screening and the powers that be nixed that. There hasn't been a lot of hate mail, which is good because I I was just waiting to (laughs) answer 500 emails of why we're not doing it anymore. And my response would pretty much be, we're not as powerful as you think we are. Like, <laughs> this was something we were going to get, and they took it away. But it's ironic, because it got taken away, I believe, because the buzz is so good, they want to focus on the multiplex. Oh. So it's this oh. horrible, bitter pill of... I think the multiplexes pull off showing this movie with any credibility.
1: Like, I mean, yeah. if it's, anything, it's, it's the little... What
0: I'm hoping happens, odd. and not to, you know, wish ill on James Franco's work, but I'm hoping it comes out and kind of... Doesn't do well there, and we get it fast, and yeah. people will wait and see it here because that's going to be. I couldn't imagine, yeah, like a theater, yeah. Wide. If they have a brain, they would release it. Just let us release it. Let us screen it, even at the same time. Let the multiplexes release it. Let us release it at the same time, and we would show it once a night for a month, forever, you know, and it, it would do great, and. That has happened a little bit in the past few years, where we've gotten movies like Brooklyn or uh, some Oscar-type movies mm-hmm. at the same time as the multiplex. So we'll see. I don't think we're gonna, we're not gonna have to wait nine months or anything. Like we'll have it within a month or two. But it's a shame because it would have been super fun to have Perfect. the Ottawa premiere mm-hmm. at the Add place places. that screened it for a hundred months <laughs> so in that's a row. Been keeping it alive. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Nonetheless, the November stuff will be fun. Greg's great with the fans. He'll be autographing books and taking pictures and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Best Fiends Friends is gonna be a lot of fun, I think. And this is, it's weird, but The Room was 2003, which means that this is the first time Greg and Tommy have done something again in like 14 years. (laughs) Greg has done a few things, but it's the blessing of the curse of The Room where they're kind of stuck in it now, you know? You look at Rocky Horror and Tim Curry and Barry Boswick and Susan Sarandon all got out of that. Kind of, well, very yeah, lost kind of. yeah. Lost I would from. say
2: Susan Sarandon had the most oh, successful yeah, sure, yeah. post rocky but career. they're all still very
0: yeah. It's,
1: you can't yeah. escape it, you know. Like, no, nor, nor will will Greg Sister, nor no will Tommy certainly was no not ever.
0: Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, no. <laughs> so they've been smart to embrace it, and I think the smartest thing is Greg's book is really good, and Tommy not trying to ban it it's or so whatever. Gosh, yeah, because he must realize that Disaster Artist is going to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. It's going to be on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. We all know it because we're involved with the Mayfair, but there's 95% of the world out there has no idea what it is, and all of a sudden are going to because Franco's going to be on Colbert and Daily Show and everything. And so. And it's exposure, it's good. Yeah. He's going to love it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Thanks for dropping in, guys. We'll do this again. Thank you for having us. Next time we survive yeah, another. You. If we survive survive the show coming up. Yeah, so if you're listening to this right away, November 18th is our next show, and then there'll be another one around Christmas time.
1: our Christmas show, of course.
0: Look at our schedule. We're on Twitter and Facebook, and have a website and Instagram. Go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street. They're always doing cool stuff. They are co-presenting The Last Starfighter with us coming on November 26th. And so you can go and get warmed up for Last Starfighter by playing... Galaga and Asteroids and similar type video games. That's it. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you at the Mayfair soon.
1: Say uh. ah,
2: That's very good. Hello. I'm Dr. cosmo McKinley. I'd like to tell you about a new film from the gang that
1: gave you the Rocky Horror Show shock treatment <laughs> I'm not a, a suit myself. Been a cynic for too many years Playing doctor and nurse It can be good for your health I've seen clinics With those gimmicks
2: in tangents But if you open your heart To a smooth operator He'll take you for all that you've got He'll hand you a curse That'll be with you later It'll shake you the way he takes off Like a shot. You need a bit of Ooh, sharp treatment Get yeah, you jumping like a real life wire Need a bit of Ooh, sharp treatment So look out, mister Don't you blow your last resistor For a vista that'll mystify ya You're blinded
1: by romance You're blinded by science Your condition is critically grave But don't expect mercy from such an alarm of tradition So you wave Ooh.
2: You need a bit of Ooh, sharp treatment Get you jumping like a real live wire Need a bit of Ooh, sharp treatment So look out, mister Don't you blow your last resistor For a sister that'll certify you Fire, fire You need a bit of Ooh, sharp treatment Get you jumping like a real be pathetically crazy about shock treatment. Trust me. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs>